The Pledge of Allegiance to the Woke. Defining it is easy. Eliminating it is hard. How it started. To podcast listeners, we're looking at the Pledge of Allegiance to the Flag. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. How it's going. We're looking at another image. Pledge of allegiance to the woke. I pledge allegiance to the woke of the United States of the marginalized and to the oppressors over which we must triumph. One utopia under diversity, equity, and inclusion, indivisible with newspeak, intersectionality for all. Kind of amazing that there was ever a time in American life when we pledged ourselves one nation under God, isn't it? It seems we are no longer that and have become fractured into many different nations, not even just two. But it does seem very clear that a new religion is upon us. In our schools, in our corporations, in our movie theaters, and in our science labs, what had once wrestled free from the grasp of religion has now been overtaken by a new one. To describe that religion has never been easy. We always needed a word for it, since none that exists seemed to do the trick. But at some point, the majority of people have settled on one word to rule them all. Woke. For podcast listeners, we're looking at a graphic of headlines from The Atlantic, The word woke is more confusing to me than helpful. From the New York Times, opinion, what it means to be woke. USA Today, what does woke mean? Republicans bashing wokeness ahead of 2024. The Daily Beast, conservative author totally freezes up when pressed to define woke. The amount of ink spilled on the word woke this week proves that there is no word that represents the moment we're living through better than that one. Who is allowed to use it? What does it mean? How does it offend? And what does it reveal? All of this sprang from a video clip of Bethany Mandel that went viral. Her face expressed that moment when you know you're about to become fodder for the churn. Make no mistake, the internet, the left, and so many pundits and bloggers didn't care what she said. All that mattered was that they caught her saying it. A right-winger gets caught being unable to define woke. That's supposed to be some kind of gotcha. Maybe they can destroy her, they think. And that's one big battle won in our ongoing civil war over words. The reality is that she was just trying to be sensitive, since a black woman, Brianna Joy Gray, was asking her to define it. She knows what all of us know about the left now. White women are Karens if they get caught on video saying the wrong thing. She's smart enough to realize she'd just put herself in what would become a feeding frenzy. How you use it, if you use it, often indicates whether people should attack you or not. I often put the word in quotes to show I understand it's an explosive word, but I'm using it anyway. So much of what we're living through now is about an ongoing struggle session with people who genuinely care, who don't want to be seen as racist or phobic, and as a result are much easier to exploit and harass online. If you don't care what they think of you, they mostly leave you alone. That's why, say, J.K. Rowling is treated like the Antichrist, but Matt Walsh is not. Mandel is obviously someone who doesn't wish to be offensive, and of course they ate her alive. Brianna, what's on your radar? Well, Fatia, I have what might be a hot take on the word woke. Hear me out. There is no one definition of wokeness. And the conversation that's emerged about whether there is a single definition of wokeness sort of misses the point. 
Now, of course, I'm alluding to our now viral rising interview with author Bethany Mandel, who co-authored a book about a war the left is allegedly waging on American children. In case you haven't seen the interview, which now has a Washington Post write-up, two Daily Beast write-ups, and a Huffington Post write-up, and it, which has been viewed over seven, seven million times on Twitter. In her interview, Mandel used the term woke repeatedly to describe the nature of this war on children. So in an effort to better understand her specific grievance, I asked her how she defined the word. Here's the now viral clip. Consider themselves very liberal. And probably fewer of them consider themselves to be woke. And so, you know, when, when well, we talk about traditional... What does that mean to you? Right, could, could, would you mind defining woke? Because it's come up a couple times, but I just want to make sure we're on the same page. So... I mean, woke is sort of the idea that um, I this is going to be one of those moments that goes viral. I mean, woke is something that's very hard to define, and we've spent an entire chapter defining it. It is sort of the understanding that we need to re -to totally reimagine and re re redo society in order to create hierarchies of oppression. Um, Sorry, I, it's, it's hard to explain in a 15-second soundbite. Now, I want to be really clear. I did not intend for this to be a gotcha moment. I asked her to define woke because I wanted to know in good faith. And that's because I know that many people take that word to mean many different things. And I wanted to figure out whether I might agree with her on certain points, as I had done earlier in the interview. Alternatively, I wanted to be able to articulate why we differed on other aspects of her argument without devolving into the typical shouting matches that go, woke is bad, no, woke is good, oh no, you just don't know what woke really means. Say what you want about me, but I don't exactly have a reputation of being a woke scold. I spent a good part of my career... Well, let's ask chat GPT, shall we? The term woke originated in African-American vernacular English and refers to being aware of and sensitive to social and political issues especially related to racism, social justice, and inequality. In recent years, woke has become more mainstream and is often used to describe a person or group that is socially and politically aware and actively works towards promoting social justice and equity. The term is also used to describe ideas, actions, and policies that are considered progressive and enlightened in the context of our social issues. However, the term can also be used in a more negative way, to criticize people who are seen as overly politically correct or who are accused of performative activism, where they only engage in social justice issues for the purpose of appearing virtuous or gaining social capital. Hmm. Woke to the black community has long since been discarded as a useful word. It has been picked up by those critical of it. You can argue about it, you can debate it, you can write lengthy think pieces on high-minded news outlets but there is no getting rid of it. So let's define what it means in the parlance of our times. The woke are people who demand compliance when it comes to words, so it's the height of irony that we're arguing about the word used to describe it. Why do you think they hire sensitivity readers to sanitize language and make words less offensive? The woke. Why are universities publishing houses and journalists carefully policing every word they write, say, and produce? The woke. Past generations thought sticks and stones were harmful, but words could never hurt you. The woke believe words are violence, words are harm. Past generations believed in raising resilient adults, not overly fragile ones. The woke believe the world must be made less harmful for the marginalized and overly sensitive. 
For a while, we thought it could be contained. We knew there were social justice warriors online, but they were mostly adolescents, mostly girls who populated Tumblr. We stupidly thought they would grow out of it. Some of them have, mercifully, but many of them haven't. You can tell that there was once a left that wasn't overtaken by the woke. In fact, once upon a time, even Saturday Night Live mocked them. My genes tell me I'm a man. My genes tell me I'm a woman. They tell me I'm relaxed. That I'm skinny. A child. Yo, you don't know me, jeans. I'm not a style. I'm not a size. That's not me. I am not a child. I'm me. I'm unique. I'm woke. Woke, woke. I'm woke. So, why aren't my jeans? Now they are. Introducing Levi Wokes. Sizeless, style-neutral, gender-nonconforming denim for a generation that defies labels. Levi's heard that if you're not woke, it's bad. So we made these. Defining someone by their style? That's offensive. That's why Levi Wokes have no style. What's my size? Why don't you try asking me about my accomplishments? My wokes are size me. They fit everybody. Because they fit nobody. So what colors do they come in? Colors? I'm triggered. This color. Can you label this color? That is the color grab. They not brown, but they not not brown. It's a handful of colors, none of which are dominant. Just like our country. Oh, wait. Whoa. Let's talk pockets. Pockets sold separately. Yo, who says I have hands? You getting this yet? The jeans are woke. But the woke revolution in the summer of 2020 sent the ruling class into panic mode. Now anyone could be called out at any time for a thought crime. At some point it felt like invasion of the body snatchers. What happened to the old left, we all wondered. By now, though, it has become a full-blown political movement. A religion that keeps evolving or devolving, inventing new rules as it goes along. And we're all forced to comply with them or else. But really, it's about power and status, and no one ever gives that up willingly. On the left, they have convinced themselves that none of it exists. I see tweets by good white liberals that celebrate being woke because it's about asking for equal treatment for marginalized groups. Cancel culture, they also believe, is just holding people accountable. But many of us realize it is much worse than that. Now we're seeing what this has done to so much of what we used to rely on to keep ourselves sane. Like comedy, like movies, like music, like journalism. Elon Musk aptly calls it the woke mind virus. You're working on some of those problems, but the problem of wokeness specifically, you mentioned that's like a mind virus and it's destructive. Uh, and why, why do you think wokeness is so destructive? I'm interested in your, your opinions too. Um, but, you know, like, I mean, generally, I think we should be aiming for, like, a, a positive society and, uh, you know, that it should be okay to, you know, be humorous, uh, like, you know, like we should, we should like, like, wokeness basically wants to make comedy illegal, <laughs> which is not cool. We've experienced a little bit of that. <laughs> I mean, Chappelle, like, what the... Flower bed. I mean, try to shut down Chappelle? Come on, man. That's crazy. Um, so... Um, you know, so do, do we want a humorless society that 
is, is simply rife with condemnation uh, and hate, basically. Uh, and no forgiveness, right? Yeah. Mm. The, at, at its heart, wokeness is divisive, um, exclusionary, um, and hateful. It's, it's, it basically gives mean people a reason, a, 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 it gives them a shield to be, to be mean and cruel, mm. armored in false virtue. What do you think? I'd agree with that. Yeah, yeah I mean, we've, we've obviously seen that from the left, you know, just ourselves. You know, the left is almost this religion now where they're so serious and they believe what they believe with such intensity that for us to make fun of them, you know, for them it's like you're making fun of God or salvation, you know. So they're almost the new religious right in our view. Yeah. yeah. He agreed with me. <laughs> Andrew Doyle wrote a great book called The New Puritans. Puritans, the killjoys of history. This makes sense considering the woke built a mini utopia inside the utopia, and it became their shining city on the hill. That meant they had to persecute and purge the non compliant, the outsiders, the dissenters, just like the Puritans did. There are all these crazy activists online with anime avatars and everyone's a fascist, a homophobe, a Nazi, whatever. They see it everywhere and they probably believe it. But then you have the politicians, the civil servants, the journos, the people who, when you ask them what is a woman, they go, oh, um, well, it's complicated and uh, uh," and you see the fear in their eyes. They know that all of this is bullshit, but they're going to go along with it because they think they will preserve themselves by doing so. The game of hot potato with various words means they've already won the argument once you start debating. They're not interested in your thoughts on the subject. They are the ones with all of the answers. They believe you are to be schooled on what those answers are. For podcast listeners, we're looking at a graphic that says, we all do better when we all do better, ally. And a Venn diagram that says racial identity, sexuality, disability, nationality, and gender. And another image that says LGBTI plus inequalities. Nobody needs you to advocate for how difficult it is to use gender-neutral pronouns. Nobody said that the gender binary was easy. These are not my preferred pronouns. These are my pronouns. You will use them or you will not refer to me. At all. If you misgender me by mistake, fix it and move on. I don't need your elaborate apology. I don't care how many times you say sorry. Just don't do it again. Moreover, if someone else misgenders me, it is never your job to tell them that it's okay. Because it isn't. I get it. The discussion of the gender spectrum confuses you, and that's fine. But if you don't know anything about it, don't f***ing speak on it. There are non-binary people. There are trans men who, who lactate. There are those who go by he, him, different pronouns. It's just inclusive to everybody. It is not hurting cis women to say chest feeding. But... It does hurt those who go by other pronouns to continue to say breastfeeding, especially if they have body dysmorphia. It's something you own that you don't ever plan on using. My uterus. Because fuck, And I mean this with all disrespect. Them kids. Cupial sexual people may decide to have a sexual relationship despite not feeling sexual attraction while others don't. Both are completely valid and communication is key. What are your preferred pronouns? Uh, they, them. Oh, I've never heard those before. What are they? Uh, they're what's known as neo-pronouns. What are neo-pronouns? They're basically your own custom pronouns. When no other pronouns seem to fit, 
you come up with your own pronouns. Anything can really be a pronoun. Oh, how do I use them? Um, it depends on the person and their pronouns. They, them follows a similar spelling to they and them. And even similar grammar rules like they Ultimately, this is an ongoing religious war between traditional religion and wokeism. How we define the word exposes which side of the war we're on. If you control what people say, you can control what they think. We must, as always, look to Orwell. Woke can be defined as newspeak from 1984. Quote, It's a beautiful thing, the destruction of words. Of course, the great wastage is in the verbs and adjectives, but there are hundreds of nouns that can be got rid of as well. It isn't only the synonyms. There are also antonyms, after all. What justification is there for a word which is simply the opposite of some other word? A word contains its opposite in itself. Take good, for instance. If you have a word like good, what need is there for a word like bad? Ungood will do just as well. Better because it's an exact opposite, which the other is not. Or again, if you want a stronger version of good, what sense is there in having a whole string of vague, useless words like excellent and splendid and all the rest of them? Plus good covers the meaning. Or double plus good, if you want something stronger still. Of course, we use those forms already. But in the final version of Newspeak, there'll be nothing else. In the end, the whole notion of goodness and badness will be covered by only six words. In reality, only one word. Don't you see the beauty of that, Winston? And, don't you see the whole aim of Newspeak is to narrow the range of thought? In the end, we shall make thought crime literally impossible, because there will be no words in which to express it. Every concept that can ever be needed will be expressed by exactly one word, with its meaning rigidly defined and all its subsidiary meanings rubbed out and forgotten. Already in the 11th edition, we're not far from that point, but the process will still be continuing long after you and I are dead. Every year, fewer and fewer words and the range of consciousness always a little smaller. Even now, of course, there's no reason or excuse for committing thought crime. It's merely a question of self-discipline, reality control. But in the end, there won't be any need for even that. The revolution will be complete when the language is perfect. Newspeak is insock, and insock is newspeak, he added, with a sort of mystical satisfaction. Has it ever occurred to you, Winston, that by the year 2050, at the very latest, not a single human being will be alive who could understand such a conversation as we're having now? End quote. We never had an internet. We never had a generation that came of age on it, as internet natives. Imagine what that does to a young brain. You can simply invent a new religion that follows your ideas of what the rules should be. Most younger generations have grown up with the idea that they have their real selves and their online selves, avatars, and can hack the human body or history or social norms to invent whatever reality they want. Their enforced use of pronouns or ever-expanding gender ideology is their way, as mostly white people, to become part of the marginalized movement, the protected class of high-status Puritans. There are new categories being invented daily. The only thing you can't be is high-achieving, successful, heterosexual, and white. Then you are expected to step back and let others get ahead of you, 
The idea is that people like you have all the privileges in the real world, but in their online utopia, it's reversed. They've grown up in a panopticon where everything they think and say is monitored and judged. It's a terrifying reality for all of us, but especially the young. This woke religion gives them protection, structure, rules to follow that would ordinarily be given to them by schools or parents or their church. When they finally grow out of it, they will laugh at what they once were, how ridiculous it all was. And when they do, they'll use the word woke to describe it, because there is no better word. Woke means every television show, every advertisement, every graphic, every movie, every award show, every news program must be intersectional. It is mandated because the thought police are always out in force, prepared to call out those at the top for being discriminatory, racist, or phobic of one kind or another. And thus, we're never fully caught up in the story. We're always aware of those hiding behind the curtain, their fear palpable with every casting decision, every word written, every joke made. It's like that Twilight Zone where they have to make sure to please the little monster, else they be wished out into the cornfield. You're a bad man. You're a very bad man. You think that? Go ahead, Anthony. I'm a very bad man. Keep thinking that. Somebody sneak up behind him. Somebody end this now while he's thinking about me. Somebody take a lamp or a bottle or something and end this! You're a bad man. You're a very bad man. And you keep thinking bad thoughts about me. How does art or anything else survive that? There has never been a group of people, however, more in need of being made fun of than the woke. Anyone that uptight... And overly sensitive makes for great comedy. My name's Toby, and I am a racial sensitivity trainer for dogs. Your days of being a supremacist are over. As a society, we've spent the last seven years getting rid of racial biases in humans, while almost completely neglecting the racial biases of dogs. No, stop thinking of crime statistics. You know, if you take one look at the blogosphere, it's no secret that dogs are racist. Sorry about him. And it's high time that someone dealt with that problem. Sit if you're not racist. A lot of times their white owners will be watching their programs like Fox News, thinking that they're in a safe space to let out their racism. But unfortunately, they're not alone. No, racist dogs don't get treats. And that's where I come in. I've spent the last five years deprogramming dogs out of their racial biases. Sorry. Okay, sorry. Mind your business, Pepper. Hey, look it. Now watch Robin. You know, dogs sense the racial biases of their owners. So what you want to do is every time you see a person of color, just kind of do a big smile. Let them know they're in a happy place. If a white person does walk by, you're going to want to give them a little bit of a growl. In an ideal world, we can kind of get them growling at white people, sort of close the growl gap. Oh. Yeah, get him. Training your dog to be an anti-racist dog starts at home. We call this exposure training. Look at this. Just take a peek. You know, sometimes they don't want to look, but Pepper, it's just, there's nothing to be afraid of here. Do not avoid this man. And after making positive connotations with those photos, I like to present negative connotations with some of these photos. Oh, look, Pepper, he's attacking your owner. Get him. I think we just made some progress there. So here's a video. Yes, we are all bigots. Everything they say about privileged white men is true. Dude, let me tell you what it's like to earn money as a privileged white man. Now, we've budgeted 
an annual salary of $60,000 for this job. But because you're a white man, we can offer you no less than $100,000 for this job. Uh, no, I, I don't want that much. We are unwilling to budge on this. Damn it. <laughs> if you're not careful, I'll make your salary higher. Uh, all right, I'll, I'll take the 100 Gs if I have to. And absolutely what they say is true. We are all born racist. Case in point, I remember when my son was born, the doctor who delivered him was black. Now, my infant son refused to say even a single word to the doctor, obviously out of disapproval of his race. But do you know what's even more racist than white babies? Math. Yeah. Cat's out of the bag. For the longest time, us crackers had everyone convinced that math was a system of quantification and measurement that could be used to solve the world's problems. But the truth is, math was invented by slave owners so they could have a method of counting their slaves. And anyone who doesn't believe that is a bigot themselves. And then there's sports. Nowadays, excelling as a white man in sports is easier than ever. Like, let's just say you're ranked 472 in your sport. You suck. But let's say you want to be number one. What's the solution? Hard work? Training? Effort? <laughs> no. My privilege says absolutely not to achievement-based merit. All you have to do is use your privilege as a white man to enter the women's division. What would ordinarily get us out of this mess is the free market. In a capitalist country, the consumer has the power. We decide what we want by what we buy. But as we've migrated online and corporations became corporate monopolies, and all of them have adopted the new woke religion, ESG capitalism, DEI, equity, or what Vivek Ramaswamy calls woke capitalism, that means the consumer has less power to tell corporations what they want. Now, corporations tell consumers what they should want. And as long as they signal their virtue, and as long as they obey the woke doctrine, they're mostly left alone. Ramaswamy suggests calling up corporations you do business with and asking them how much of your money is going to ESG policies. Sooner or later, they're going to get the point. He's also the perfect person to help you define the word. Can you just define how you, you know, how do you define woke? I'm going to define it in neutral terms, not in critical terms. Being woke refers to becoming alert, visible societal injustices, generally based on genetically inherited characteristics like race, sex, and sexual orientation, and then being called upon to act on those injustices using whatever potential legally means are necessary, including the market to do it. That's a neutral definition that even most proponents of wokeism in the United States would agree with. Now, my criticism of this is I think that it's inherently divisive to tell us that we're nothing more than the characteristics we inherit on the day we're born. That divides us on the basis of race and sex and sexual orientation. And then when that merges with capitalism, which is what I've actually been the biggest critic of, what it does is we lose the sanctuary, the apolitical sanctuary in our economy that otherwise brings us together, whether we're black or white, even whether we're Democrat or Republican. That's one of the underappreciated reasons why capitalism has to stay apolitical. And I'm proud to say I've been the leader on leading that fight over the course of the last couple of years and with some progress because I think we're turning the tide where companies are realizing that they're not doing good for themselves or even doing good for society by engaging in these fraught political and social questions. Yeah. And I think we're beginning to see that change of the tide. I know you have a lot of positions on the companies. America is not a country designed to be under the thumb of puritanical scolds. We are the country that stands for freedom. What good is freedom if you have a powerful corporate class policing thought and speech, reordering the social hierarchy, punishing merit and hard work and achievement, and rewarding victimhood? 
Of course, they should be aware of those who slip through the cracks, who live in crippling poverty and have no way out of that mess. But if we aren't rewarding or hiring our best and our brightest, then our nation will collapse. I find lately that I check the date on almost everything I read online or watch on YouTube. I know that if it is post-2020, or even post-2016, there is a good chance it will be compromised. The truth will have been negotiated, and you will be getting a modified version of it so as not to offend anyone. As human beings, we have perfect words for things where no other word will do, like love, like hate. Once that word is invented, everyone who speaks the language knows what it means. Arguing about it is silly. It is, after all, just a word. And as Roald Dahl once wrote, don't gobble funk around with words. Thank you for listening to my Substack, sashastone.substack.com. And remember to thine own self, be true.
Hey, baby. 